God is good on a beautiful, kind of rainy Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, the day of passion many people call as a celebration of Easter coming this next weekend. I want to read about a triumphal entry to start. It's just a, an absolutely amazing process to, to think back just over 2,000 years ago at the season that we're starting to move into. I can't imagine what it was like back when Christ was preparing to come into the city of Jerusalem knowing that His time was short. No cell phones, no pandemic, no internet, no TV, no cars, no electricity. But yet He knew from the prophecies throughout the, the Word, He knew that there was a mission and a purpose of why He walked on this earth. His disciples didn't understand when He told them. But He knew He needed to go into the city. He knew that He needed to ride in on a colt. He knew that He needed to accomplish something that His destiny on this earth was all about. I don't know if He understood the pain that was going to be. I kind of don't think so because in the garden, He cried out, Father, Father, take this cup from Me. But immediately, the presence of God, His Father, Holy Spirit, came over Him. But before that, He had to enter the city that most people were telling Him, don't go into, for they're waiting for you. Let's take a look at John chapter 12, verse 12. And the next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet Him. And they cried out. The next words were words of celebration because they did not understand what was about to come seven days from now. And so their words spoke about their hearts. Their words, their their praise, their celebration spoke about their desires. And they cried out, Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. They didn't understand, but it didn't matter. What mattered was they were excited to celebrate Jesus. They were excited by using their words and their expression. They were excited to proclaim Jesus Christ. The Lamb who is worthy to be slain. The Jesus, 30 years before, were just a little boy. The Jesus who 
who studied the Word, who read through the Torah, who memorized all these Scriptures, who hung out in the temple day after day, hour after hour. Matter of fact, his parents left him accidentally in the temple for days. That little boy who now had walked on this earth, been baptized by John the Baptist, and the people saw a dove ascend on him, the Holy Spirit, who went into the desert for 40 days and was tempted by the devil himself, but Jesus, the man who never failed, who never sinned, is now riding on a donkey into the city that was going to crucify him in one week. Next week, this Good Friday, we're going to remember the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you something. He didn't stay dead. <laughs> he was triumphal entry into the city. And he's a triumphal exit from the grave. And we're going to talk about that next week on Easter Sunday. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. The same way that Jesus became flesh, the Holy Spirit became words. And when these words are spoken, they bring life. This is inspired Word of God. Jesus walked on this earth as flesh. Holy Spirit became the words. And as Jesus spoke the words of God, His Father, He became the man of wisdom. And many Christians know what it's like to be brought into your life or things that happen in your life that hurt or maybe confuse you. I want to tell you, over the last few weeks, I have experienced hurt and pain that confused me. But at the same time, the confusion drew me into the answer. And the answer is here over and over and over again. For everything of confusion, hurt, or pain, the answer is in the Word of God. The answer is to receive and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Word of the Lord is our strength. But maybe sometimes you have had negative words spoken against you or about you, and I want to declare to you that those words were lies. I'm going to talk about, at the beginning here, I'm going to talk about the power of the words, the power of the tongues, the words and the spirits of where the words come from. But I ultimately want this to lead us into a desire for an increased Understanding of the revelation, the fresh revelation of God. I hope someone has spoken encouraging words to you recently. If not, I'm going to speak them to you right now. Jesus Christ is alive. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He died and He rose again for you. Not so you could be sick, not so you could be lame, not so you could be depressed, so you could be alive and free indeed no matter what happens around you. You are called and destined for a purpose. You have breath in your lungs for a reason. And that reason is to live a victorious life while here on this earth. You are amazing. Don't let your mind think otherwise. You are the purpose and the plan of God. 
Oh, no, no, no. Well, Jesus, Jesus died to, 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 to reach salvation and rise again for salvation. It's the unsaved. No, you are the purpose and the plan of Jesus Christ walking on this earth. He died and he rose again for you. And when we have that understanding more and more, we become the evangelism outreach into the lost world. But you are the reason. Encouraging words are usually the spirit of revelation from God Himself. I, I tell you, you know, uh, people say, well, oh, I don't know how to prophesy. And pro the word prophesy and the, and the gift of the prophetic, I want to separate them briefly. And prophesy, prophecy is encouraging and exhorting people because those, any encouragement and exhortation does not come from the devil. It comes from God's. It comes from the spoken word of the Holy Spirit of God's mouth breathed out upon us. So you can prophesy, just encourage somebody, exhort somebody. The same way that Jesus became flesh, the Holy Spirit becomes words, and when they are spoken, they bring life. When we speak the words of God, when we speak the words of prophecy, when we speak the words of encouragement and exhortation, they bring life. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit who gives life, for the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. That word flesh, carnal-minded thinking, human nature. So if you look at this, it is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God Himself who gives life. But carnal-minded thinking, the flesh... It profits nothing. It profits nothing. You get nothing from carnal-minded thinking. You get nothing from worrying about a pandemic. You get nothing from worrying about your money. You get nothing from worrying about this, worrying about lightning strikes, worrying about driving your car, worrying about whatever you need to do. You get nothing from that worry. I like Nike slogan, just do it. Here's the word, just do it. Get out there and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just do it. But I don't know how. Just do it. You had to ride a bicycle at one point in time. You had to learn it. Just do it. You had to learn to swim. Well, maybe some of you don't. Maybe you need to learn to swim. Take some swimming lessons. I think the pools are open. Just do it. Because... Your carnal mind and thoughts, they bring death, not life. These words spoken, they're words from Spirit, from Holy Spirit. Jesus' words are Spirit. The word is pneuma. It means a current of air like a breath of air into our lungs and our body. For the human, it is the words of a rational soul. It is life. That's the word spirit. Psalms chapter 64, verse 1 to 3. This is David speaking. Psalm 64, starting in verse 1. Hear my voice, O God. Here's David crying out. 
Hear my voice. Why his voice and not just his thoughts? Because words are spirit. Your words actually dictate what spirit it's coming from. When we speak positive, encouraging exhortation, we speak truth. This truth will set us free and set people free. But you know what? Right now, truth is becoming a bad thing to speak. I, I, you watch the news, you watch U.S., you watch Canada, you watch things in the world, and there's a cancel culture on truth. It, it's like the lies are okay, but the truth is wrong. What spirit then are the lies coming from? It amazes me how you can have a politician say one thing very directly, that they're going to do this, they're going to do this, they're going to do this. And then when they get in power, they said they've never said that. But the crazy thing is, is we've got video. And people somehow seem to forget. Like, it just doesn't make sense. How can liars be running our governmental system? I'm not saying all. There's many good people that speak truth. But I'm, just, I just, I'm overwhelmed right now on the acceptance of lies. Well, maybe they're not all just lies. They're dishonest. Okay, well, dishonesty. They're telling a fib. It didn't come from heaven. Heaven doesn't fib. Heaven's not dishonest. The words of God are truth, and it will set you free. Psalm 64, 1-3 again. Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. I want us to just cry out right now wherever you are. Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. In other words, if I'm not focusing my mind in Him, in His presence, I wonder how much He hears you. Hear my voice, David says. Oh God, in my meditation, preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Oh God, hear my voice. Preserve me from the fear of this dumb pandemic. Preserve me from the fear of cancer. Preserve me from the fear of dying in a car accident. Preserve me from any kind of earthly fear. Because I will not stand on the fears of man. I stand on the truth and word of God in my life. This whole thing around us in this world is based on fear. The numbers don't line up. I can't believe that we're in a season that we are that we've never had in history. The healthy have never had to be confined. The healthy have never had to wear a mask. I remember traveling into Asia for many years, and the sick there, if you got the flu or not feeling well, they wear a mask. Preserve my life, oh God, hear my voice. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy from the fear of any lies that are trying to put me into fear and convince me 
that their truth is correct and my truth is wrong? No. Okay. There's a virus. I get it. People are dying. It's terrible. But we can't live in the fear. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked. Verse 2. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked. Anybody think something little more than COVID's going on right now? Do we think there could be maybe some secret plots going on right now? I know there is. I have to listen to government officials praising how China does their government. Are you kidding me? Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked. From the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. You know why David's crying this out? It wasn't an easy road, the life of David. I don't think we're in necessarily an easy road right now. But I want to tell you something. I pray that we are hidden from the plots of the wicked. I pray that we are hidden from the viruses, from the cancers, from the tumors. I pray that we are hidden under the wings of the Almighty. Rescued on His pinions. Rescued on His pinions. Imagine, you made a boo-boo. You made a mistake. And He swoops down. And you rest on His pinions, the shoulder blades of the eagle of God. Verse 3. Who sharpened their tongue like a sword. Again, referring to the words spoken. Who sharpened their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows. Bitter words. Bitter words means mar. Uh, the word is mar. It means words that are spoken from bitterness. Words that are spoken from anger. Words that are spoken from being discontented in life. Listen to this. we got to take this in the context of what David's talking about and bring it into the context of you and me now. I'm going to read it all again. Psalm 64, starting in verse 1. Hear my voice, O God. In my meditation, my mind is focusing on you. Preserve my life. From fear of the enemy, in other words, when you start to live in fear, you start to lose life. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongue like a sword. They're very eloquent speakers. They know how to speak, they know how to twist, and they know how to lie. And bend their bows to shoot arrows. Bitter words. Bitter words. We need to make sure we do not become the enemy of others. We need to make sure that our words are never spoken from bitterness. That our words are not spoken from anger. In other words, when you lose your temper, and I've done that many times and I still work at it, but when you lose your temper and you start blasting someone with words, then you are bending your bows and shooting arrows of bitter words at the person you're blasting. Shikaraba, sakaraba. 
Words that are spoken from being discontented in life. You, you and I don't have a right to be discontented. Oh, I got no money. I'm poor. I'm, I, no, 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 no. You need to go live in 90% of the world of other countries and find out what poverty is. Because I tell you what, if you're watching this right now, that means you are either got an iPhone or you got an iPad or you've got a computer or you've got a television and you've got internet. You just got more than 90% of the world. Bitter negative words are from a negative unclean spirit, so let's protect ourselves. Not just from negative words, but let's protect our spirit and our mind from ever speaking the words to somebody else. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18 to 22. Proverbs 12, starting in verse 18. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword. You notice how many times in Scripture the tongue is a two-edged sword. The piercing of the words. But the tongue of the wise promotes health. You want to be healthy? Get a wise tongue. Because I guarantee you, even doctors and secular doctors know that if you live in negativity and you keep speaking those negative words out, you probably will get the virus worse or sick or something. I remember an experiment that we did when we were in uh, Central America ministering to the, to the countries of Central America on our boat and our kids were homeschooled. And I remember an experiment where we were told to take a, a, a clear cup of pure water and a clear cup of pure water from the same water source, two clean cups. And we were to write on them on tape negative words, you're dirty water, you're ugly, you're contaminated, you're this and that. And we're to write with tape on the other one, you're living water, you're fresh, you're pure, you're clean. And watch what happens. Well, I'm, I, I'm pretty skeptical with stuff like that. Try it. And every day our kids would go in and speak negative to that cup that had the negative writings on it. You're dirty water. You're ugly. You're no good. People drink you. You're going to die. And then they go to the other cup. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're clear. You're fresh. Matter of fact, I just want to sip on you right now. And you watch what happens. That cup with the negative words on it and spoken to got cloudy and murky. And the cup with the clear word, the clear and spoken clarity stayed clear and pure. Same cups, same water, same environment, just power of the tongue. Proverbs 12, 18 again. There is one who speaks life, like the, speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of a wise man promotes health. The truthful lips shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. No grave troubles, no grave troubles will overtake the righteous, but the wicked shall be filled with evil. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are His delight. And as I was reading about lying lips, 
if I tell somebody that so-and-so is a yin-yang, a yo-yo, a nobody, I'm actually lying, speaking lying words. Lying words to their destiny. Lying words that God has spoken to them and prepared them for. I'm lying to that word. There are some yo-yos, I'm sure. Dingalings. I don't know. Some of you newer people have never probably even heard of these expressions. Dinbat. Dipweed. Oh. Airhead. <laughs> Loser. No, I'm not going to lie anymore like that. I don't care what you've done. The reality is, is you're better than that. You're better than that. God has a purpose and a destiny for you. Yeah, but I just called you a do-do-do. Yeah, but you know what? God has a purpose and a destiny for you. You can call me anything you want. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And you know what? Go after the person. Not with words of negativity, but words with positive life. You have a son, a child, a daughter that is not following, don't go after them and tell them all the things they're doing wrong and the sinful life they're living in. You know better. No, you know what? Hey, God loves you. And you're better than that. I didn't raise a kid like... No, 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 no. no. God has destiny for you and purpose. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when He, that's Jesus... And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. I'm going to stop right there. I want to use this verse. Of course, we always teach it in deliverance and everything else. The, the, the demonic, that we have power over the demonic realm. We have power. Absolutely, we do. But you know what? Words come from a spirit. And when you speak a word, it comes from a spirit. It's either a good one or a bad one. Well, here the Lord Jesus Christ is telling His disciples that He gave them power over unclean spirits. In other words, your words should not come out bad. And gave you power to cast them out of your own life before you start worrying about everybody else. And I truly believe, and I'm taking this metaphorically as, as we read this, and cast them out to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Of course, it's for us to go out and do that with people, but I want to take the application to us personally, to you personally, that if you watch your words, there's a Spirit of God that starts to come upon you. And when you're filled with His presence and His glory, the words that come out of your mouth are true words of His presence and His glory and His blessings upon the people. And when we live like that, all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases, boom, they go in Jesus' name. Now, I don't want you to think because you're sick with cancer or something that you have evil in you. I'm not speaking about that. But I will say 
that when you have the influence of the power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit breathing upon you in salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that there is no sickness, no, no problems, no issues that will hold you down. Because Jesus' words are breath to our rational soul. As we read earlier in John 6, 63, it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Speak words of life to each other. Right now, in this pandemic, people need to hear life. I truly believe this is a fundamental key to start to receive greater revelation and understanding of the Word. To start to live not just with knowledge, but to apply knowledge wisely and live with wisdom. But revelation depends on how we build our support structure internally. If we can watch what we say transform our mind into the mind of Christ Jesus, and that's a continual daily walk that everyone has to walk through and be a process of in life. But when we start to do that more and more, there's a greater revelation, a greater understanding, a greater peace, a, a greater compassion, a greater love that starts to come upon us. And we, we can no longer control it. We can no longer be, oh, I'm just shy sitting in the front row. No, we can no longer control it. We have got to rise up and proclaim and declare the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the Lord of all. There are important truths in the gospel that form the most basic foundation of the structure within us. We need to build that structure stronger on the Word, the foundation of the Word. We must accept God's additions and do not question them. Many times, Holy Spirit will even add more understanding into our lives. But that understanding isn't about trying to find someone else's faults. That understanding is about looking at ourselves within the eyes of how He sees us to empower us. Do not be double-minded about God's Word. For you and I, we understand in part. I don't understand fully. I'm learning more and more every day. This is how people of understanding, attract and receive greater understanding. You, you know, so you, can, you can watch people online. You can, you can get around people that are super anointed and super gifted. And it, it, it usually will draw you to become more anointed and gifted. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest ways you can start to walk with a greater anointing of His presence and of His glory and of His power and of His authority is to literally lose the spirit of negativity and start to walk in the Spirit of positive structural words. That even means telling someone when they've done something wrong. It, someone comes to you and they really screwed up. Hey, did that offend you? Oh, no, 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 it's okay. But you were so bummed out you never want to be with that person again. Well, actually, it, it did offend me, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I just, I love you and I appreciate you and whatnot, but how you said it, was, was offensive to me. What do you mean you were offended? Oh, sorry, it's okay. No, 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 it's okay. Like, truth sets us free. And sometimes we have to be truthful. Not to pick a fight, but truthful to liberate the person we're talking to.
and liberate us. When you treasure something that God says, that builds a foundation for greater revelation. Treasure His Word. Build a foundation to receive more. More. Obedience is always rewarded. Obedient to the Word of God, you will receive more. Another way that can attract revelation is to obey what we know now. What you know is right. Just do it. Just do it. Put on the big air shoes and just do it. You know the word, just do it. But I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. I know you can. You're destined to do it. Okay, I can. I can. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 25. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? Pretty good to talk to a lawyer about law. What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? In other words, what is written? Do you know the law, the word? And then what is your interpretation of the words? And so the lawyer answered and said in verse 27, You shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. He knows the Bible. And Jesus said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. What does the word say you are? you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then you are adopted into His family. What does the Bible say you are? You are a son. You are a daughter of the King. That makes you a prince or a princess at the minimum. But Jesus says He's the Lord of lords. You are Lord of your life. Invited in Lord of all things. So you can make the decisions wisely. Not in fear but in truth knowing that He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never give us anything that we do not have the strength in Him to overcome. So no matter what trial or tribulation you walk through, the Bible is clear. You have the strength through Jesus Christ empowered by the Holy Spirit standing on the Word of God. You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Through Jesus Christ. This lawyer, he wanted more. But you see, Jesus wouldn't give him any new information until the man walked in obedience of the word that he already knew. You want more revelation in your life? Walk in obedience of the word that you already know. Remove any false thoughts or bad thoughts or spirits from your mind attacking you. Get rid of them in Jesus' name and walk in the authority and the understanding of His living Word. And I guarantee you, you will start to receive more and more. Because this obedience in God is a signal to God that says, hey God, I want to go to the next step. 
When we're obedient to this word, we are literally speaking out with hidden word, but a a lifestyle testimony of living word in us and through us. We speak out through obedience to the word of God. Hey, God, I'm ready for more. We need a moldable heart because a moldable heart draws the spirit of revelation to a person. You see, revelation of his word, understanding of his word, It's already there. It's looking for people to draw it to them. Like going to a well and drawing up the water and drinking. And if we live this in our lives, you will start hearing and seeing things that you've never heard or saw before. And I started to realize this years and years ago. I started to go into encounters and visions and dreams. And I would have the word of the Lord delivered to me and spoken to me. I even had angelic encounters where the angel would speak the word to me. And all of a sudden, my mind was like, wow, I knew that verse, but I never saw it in that light. Revelation upon revelation, because this is the living word. The Bible is clear. Like there's some Christians that believe this is the only word of God. There's no more revelation, no more apostles, no more prophets. That died 400 years after the death of Christ. I want to tell you, I don't believe that. This word is alive. And the word of God says that if every word spoken out of the mouth of God was written down, this world is too small to hold the books. Too small to hold the books. Job chapter 33, Job 33, starting in verse 15. In a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Oh, In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. The old men dream dreams. I want to tell you what. We are now in a season where God's unmerited favor is being poured out by barrels and barrels and barrels onto us. His grace, His mercy, His love endures forever. And while we continually work at transforming our mind into the mind of Christ Jesus, the words that come out of our mouth will be the words of His kingdom come and His will be done. And as our minds become transformed, Our sword speaks truth. And it's two-edged, double-edged sword. And it cuts out the lies and the sins of this world. And when we sleep in the nighttime, He opens our ears, gives us instruction. And then seals the instruction in our heart. God will reveal to us in our times of obedience. And our times of rest, it's so important. 
How many of you desire to have greater revelation of His Word? How many desire to to dream at night where He actually gives us instructions and then seals them? How many want to to meditate on Him and in our times of meditation in His presence and His glory. That His Holy Spirit comes like a dove and overshadows us. How many of us want to receive the greater understanding of this living Word? just opened my Bible up randomly. There's no bookmark. But will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? Yes. He is. Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you, O God. How much less this temple, this church, you the temple, how much less this temple which I have built. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord, my God, and listen to the cry in the prayer which your servant is preparing for you that your eyes may be open toward this temple. Hear our hearts, O God, on this Palm Sunday, that your eyes will be open towards the temple, towards me, towards you people, every one of you. Hear our words, O God. Hear our prayers, O God. Hear our desires, O oh God, that your eyes will gaze upon our temple. Day and night, it says, toward the place where you said you would put your name that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes towards this place. And may you hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place, hear from heaven your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive, forgive, forgive. That was 2 Chronicles 6, 18-21. God wants to reveal fresh revelation to you and to me. How does it start and what does it look like? It starts by losing your mind. Losing your mind to where people blame you for turning the world upside down. They blame you for going against the lies, the lying narratives. They blame you and they say, you, you are prejudice or whatever they're yelling at everybody who doesn't agree with the lies. 
I want to tell you what, you better not agree with the lies of a lying devil or the lies of lying men and women. Because if you do, you will live in fear. Paranoia. Worry of death. Worry of sickness. Worry of everything. And that is a lie from the enemy. The Bible talks about do not worry, little sheep. Do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about today. Do not worry. Be wise and prepare yourself. Absolutely. It doesn't mean just quit your job and sit with your huge mortgage and your huge payments and do nothing. Don't worry about it. No. The Bible says pay your mortgage, pay your bills, pay your debts. I'm talking about letting these lies infiltrate our minds. I've never listened to so much news in my life. I'm very choosy on what stations I listen to. And I'll tell you what, I actually don't mind listening to no news for a while. Because the only news you and I need to listen to is right here. This is the good news, and you know what? You don't need internet. You don't need television. You don't need phones and cell phones. Although my Bible is such small print, I like to read it on my phones and iPad because I can increase the print size. You don't even need electricity. If you just had a little candle, a little light shining, you can read the Word. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> be the shining light because there's a pile and a ton of darkness out there in your destiny. Start rejoicing. Hosanna! Hosanna of the highest who brings peace and goodwill to man. Live in the peace that passes all understanding. And as we prepare for the remembrance of this next weekend of Good Friday, the crucifixion. I encourage you, don't dwell on His death, but dwell on His resurrection. For He died because you are worth it. No matter what lies have gone out there before you, you are worthy of God's glory by opening up your heart to Him. And maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Believe on Him and you shall be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him, whoever believes in Him shall be saved everlasting life right now if you don't know Jesus just confess with your mouth oh God I know I'm a sinner but today I am choosing to believe 
that you are my Savior. My forgiveness of all my sin. I put my trust in you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father God, I pray in the times of difficulty, in the shadows, in the valleys of evil, I will not live in fear. Last Sunday I preached about the the valley of the shadow of death. I want to encourage you if you feel that you're in a deep, dark valley, put your running shoes on and just get out of there. Just do it. Get running. I mean, hey, if you have to go buy a pair of air or whatever, just get them. Uh Uh-oh. I just encouraged my son-in-law. He loves Nike shoes. The valley of the dark shadows was never a place to put your tent. It's a place to get through and get out of and climb the next mountain to the mountaintop in His presence and in His glory. Sickness go in Jesus' name. Diseases go in Jesus' name. You are lies trying to take me out and I refuse to succumb to the lies of an enemy. Evil thoughts get out in Jesus' name. Transform my mind, O Lord. Hear our prayers. Transform our minds into the mind of Christ Jesus. I'm in a vision watching him riding on a donkey, a colt. And people are throwing all these palm leaves, palm branches down praising and celebrating and cheering. And he knows he's going to a a hard season. But he knows that at the end of the season is great victory. I truly believe seasons are changing in our nations, in our churches, in our families, in our marriages, in our jobs, in our businesses. I feel it's springtime and the seasons are changing and the flowers are starting to bloom again. And it starts in the mind. Be blessed. Stand on His Word. Watch your mouth. Watch your thoughts. And live in the extreme victory of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.